0: Everybody, it's good to see y'all. Praise the Lord. It's hot, I know, but I have sure missed seeing everybody. It is it is not the same of not getting to be able to fellowship and even as limited as our fellowship may be today with the with the mask on and with it being hot and not being able to hug and shake hands. It is it is good to be able to to be here. And I thank the Lord that we can and, and maybe he'll send us a breeze or two throughout today. Some of y'all may want me to preach one of my one minute messages today. Go ahead and get this show on the road and get it done. But it might be a little longer than that, but it's good to be back. It's, uh, I've been preaching in front of the camera now, I guess, for about four months, and it's not the same as preaching in front, of the, uh, in front of people. I don't know that the messages are any better or any worse one way or the other, but for me, boy, it's tough looking into that camera. So it's good to get to see uh, your guys' faces, and I hope everybody's doing good. And uh, I don't know when we'll do this again. This is kind of a trial run just to see how good it works, meeting outside. I know it is super hot. This may not be something that will be viable to to continue to do. We're going to meet again over the next couple of months. Uh, We're still trying to play it safe since the virus numbers are climbing. Uh, We don't want to rush back into anything. Uh, But I did feel like it was important for us to meet. I felt like it was time for us to get together. I feel like we need to get together as brothers and sisters in Christ in the midst of this virus, in the midst of all the things that are going on in our country. Uh, as Christians, we need to be uh, ready to live for the Lord and to stand for the Lord. And when we gather together like this, I feel like it is a it is good for us. I believe it helps strengthen us, and uh, I'm glad we can be here today. So we're going to open up with a prayer this morning. I'll try to preach as quick as I can and let you guys get back to some to some cool air. Again, if you get too hot, please step inside the church. The air is on. You might can feel a little blowing out, but don't sit out here and get too hot. If you need to go inside, there's chairs set up in there. You can go in there and go to the restroom if you need to. So don't get hot, please. I'm going to take a sip of this water before I get started. <coughs> this reminds me of when we went to Haiti. The first time we went, I had to preach a sermon. And we were shut up in this building that didn't have any air, not much airflow. I was wearing a full suit and tie, jacket and all, and it was probably this hot or hotter. And you, I didn't think I was going to make it. I thought I was going to die. And thankfully, Michelle let me wear shorts today, praise the Lord. So so uh, I'm a little comfortable than I was then, so I might preach longer. But let's pray, and we'll get in the Word. God, we come to you this morning. I thank you for these words, and I thank you for these people. I pray that you keep them safe, dear Lord. I pray that you keep them safe from the virus. God, I thank you for that breeze we just got. I pray that you give us some more of them over the next hour or so, dear Lord. God, I pray that you just be with our country, that you would help us as men and women of Christ to to live for you, no matter what's going on, no matter what our circumstances are, no no matter what our situation is, God, I pray that we would stand for you. God, I pray that you just would bless the reading of your word. I pray that you would hide me behind the cross. I pray that you keep me humble, dear Lord. I pray that you would speak uh, through me, dear Lord, to each one of us today. Just let your let your Holy Spirit speak to us, and I ask these things in Jesus' name, Amen. 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 All right, we're going to be in Second Chronicles thirty-two this morning. If you want to turn there, you can. If not, you can just listen along. We're going to kind of skip around to a couple of different verses there. We're going to be talking about Hezekiah this morning. Hezekiah. Now, while you're turning, 2 Chronicles 32, that's in the Old Testament. It's going to be right after Kings. If you find King's, you'll find Chronicles. Let me move up. The sun's hot on my legs. I'll be getting a tan on my calves. (laughs) 2 Chronicles 32. Now, let me give you guys just a brief history refresher here. So we know what's going on in the nation of Israel and, and Judah at this point in time. Now, After King David, who most of us are probably familiar with, was king, after him his son Solomon became king. Now Solomon was a wise man, but he was disobedient to the Lord. He had many wives, and his wives led him astray and away from the Lord. Now Solomon lived a pretty good life, and God took care of him, and God blessed him. But once Solomon died, uh, God brought punishment on those who came after Solomon. Now Solomon's son became king after Solomon, but there was a split within the kingdom. Now you can go back and you can study 1 Kings and 2 Kings and you can get this in more detail, but the kingdom split. The nation of Israel, which was all the 12 tribes that were in the land of Israel, they split into two different groups. There was the northern tribes, which remained known as Israel. There were 10 of them. And there were the southern tribes. There were two of them. And they are referred to in scripture often as Judah. Now, sometimes those terms, Israel and Judah, uh, are kind of interchangeable. And sometimes it may be speaking of Judah when you see Israel. Uh, But generally speaking, after the split, uh, you see Judah referred to and you see Israel referred to. So Israel is the northern ten tribes. Judah is the southern two tribes. And that consisted of Judah and Benjamin. Now, the Israelites continued to do what was evil in the Lord's sight. The Israelites had a lot of kings, and they were evil kings. <coughs> Excuse me. They continued to do evil things, and the kings of Israel led them into, into all kinds of idolatry. And it wasn't long until God handed them over to their enemies. In this case, the enemy was Assyria. The Assyrians came in, they were the superpower of the day, if we can call them that. They came in and they overtook the ten northern tribes of Israel. And after that, Israel was pretty much dispersed and, and never really did come back together. And it wasn't known in the same way that it was before this point. But God was still with Judah because Judah had some faithful kings. They had some good kings who did lead the people to the Lord, who did get rid of all the idolatry in the land. Thank you, Lord, for that breeze. That's good stuff. The breezes are good, ain't they? Yeah. <laughs> Uh, and so so Israel, uh, excuse me, Judah had good kings that, that led them uh, to do good things and to follow the Lord. Not all of them. Some of them were bad, but they had some good ones. And so God was with Judah for a little bit longer. He continued to be patient with them. He continued to bless them. And that brings us to where we are today. Hezekiah in 2 Chronicles 32 was one of those good kings. He was a good king. And the same Assyrians who had overtaken the northern kingdoms not long before this were now coming in to overtake the southern kingdoms. Now, they were strong. They were big. They were mighty. Uh, they didn't have any trouble overtaking Israel, the northern kingdoms, and they did not think they were going to, be, uh, to have any trouble overtaking the southern kingdoms. But what they did not count on was Hezekiah and his faith in the Lord. And what we see in 2 Chronicles 32 verses 7 and 8, is Hezekiah's words of encouragement to the people of Judah. This is what he says, 2 Chronicles 32, 7 and 8. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid or discouraged before the king of Assyria or before the large army that is with him. For there are more with us than with him. He has only human strength, but we have Yahweh, our God, to help us and to fight our battles. So the people relied on the words of King Hezekiah of Judah. Now, you can imagine how scared the people of Judah must have been. They knew the Assyrians, they knew their strength, they knew their power, and they knew that they had already overtaken uh, the Israelites north of them. And here these Assyrians are coming and they are talking a big game. King Sennacherib has come and he is really speaking harsh words against Judah, telling them he is going to destroy them. They don't stand a chance. And Hezekiah, a man of God, stood up and offered encouragement and said, Look, the enemy is upon us, but don't be afraid. Now this is a similar message that Joshua gave to the people of Israel as they were going into the Promised Land. Be strong and courageous. Don't be afraid. Now the people of of Assyria, they had human strength. They had great human strength. But Hezekiah told the people of Judah... Look, don't be afraid of the strength the enemy has because we have the power of God on our side. Now, this is a message that you and I need to hear today. Now, we don't have maybe an army coming against us at this point in time, but there are a lot of things going on in our country, and there are a lot of things going on in our world. And we as Christians, we need to be encouraged. It is so easy to be discouraged. We turn on the news. We turn on Facebook. We see bad news. We see the things that are going on in our country. We see rioting in the streets. We see this virus that looks like it's never going to wait. And we, and we wake up day after day and month after month. And four months later, this is the first time we've come to church and we don't even see an end in sight to any of the things that we are up against right now. And we think, boy, it can only get worse. And it may. And we look at these things and it's easy for us to be discouraged. It's easy for us to be overwhelmed and say, what are we going to do? We're doomed. We're doomed. There's no hope. But we do have hope. Our hope is in the Lord. Our hope is in the same God that Hezekiah's hope was in. The same God that he said, do not be discouraged Do not be afraid. Do not be fearful. All the enemies that come against us, they may appear strong. They may appear as though they are winning. But trust in the Lord. He is stronger than anything we are up against. And we need that word of encouragement today. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to tell you, God has not abandoned us. And God is still greater than anything we are up against. Than anything our country goes through, than anything our world goes through, no matter how bad our situations may look, God is still in control. And sometimes I think we don't have the faith we should. We say we do, but we look around and we see the things that are going on, and deep down inside, we, we may sometimes say, There's no way this can get better. There's no way this can get better. It's not possible. Look at how bad things are. Well, I want to tell you, if you're saying that, you need to read your Bible a little more. Because the Old Testament in particular is full of story after story after story of God's people who were outnumbered, who were outmanned, who were overstrengthened by their enemies. And guess what happened in those stories? When the people trusted in God, God delivered them from their enemies. Many times, they didn't even have to fight their enemies. Their enemies fought one another. Their enemies destroyed one another. God destroyed the enemies. Time and time again in the Bible, God takes care of those who put their trust in Him. And no matter what enemy we're against, no matter how big and bad it may seem, God can change things in an instant. He can do things that you may not even think are possible, You may say, well, I know God can do everything, but this right here, this is out of His his control. No, it's not. Read your Bible. God is good. God is faithful. And it does not matter if, if His people are outnumbered a million to one. If God is with the one, He can overcome the million. Now, we have lots of things that are overcoming us today, brothers and sisters in Christ. We may be the minority in this world. It seems like everybody in this world is against Christianity. It seems like we may be outnumbered, but you may be surprised. There may be more brothers and sisters in Christ out there than you realize. And even if we were the only ones in this world, the only ones sitting here today, were the only Christians, I would still trust in the Lord. Because even if it was us against the world, if God is on our side, we can overcome those who are coming against us. And that's what Hezekiah told his people. He said, "Look, I know the king's talking. A big, uh, the king of Assyria is talking a big, uh, a, a big bad thing, saying he's going to come and he's going to destroy you. And he's going to do all these things. But don't listen to him. Be strong and courageous because the Lord is on our side." Let's skip down a few verses further to verse 15. 2 Chronicles 32, verse 15. Now, after Hezekiah gave the word of encouragement. That didn't stop the enemy, King uh, Sennacherib, from coming against uh, the people of Judah and trying to discourage them even more. Now, you may leave here today and you may feel encouraged from hearing God's word. Maybe you feel the presence of God and God encourages you, and I hope he does, but it won't take long that we get home that we see our enemies and we see the news, and all of a sudden that encouragement might start to, uh, to, 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 to overcome any encouragement we had, and that's exactly what the enemy tries to do. The enemy always tries to do that. We have a great enemy that is the devil. We have enemies that that are in this world that are doing evil things, that are trying their best to keep Christians down, to keep the word of God from from going strong, to keep love from, uh, from, from spreading throughout the world. There are people all over the world that are trying to stop the good news of God. There are enemies all about us that are trying to discourage us, and that's what King Sennacherib did in verse 15. He said, so now don't let Hezekiah deceive you, and don't let him mislead you like this. Don't believe him, for no god of any nation or kingdom has been able to deliver his people from my power or the power of my fathers. How much less will your god deliver you from my power? His servants said more against the Lord God and against his servant Hezekiah. He also wrote letters to Yahweh, the God of Israel, saying against him, Just like the national gods of the lands that did not deliver their people from my power, so Hezekiah's God will not deliver his people from my power. Then they called out loudly in Hebrew to the people in Jerusalem who were on the wall to frighten and to discourage them in order that he might capture the city. They spoke against the God of Jerusalem like they had spoken against the gods of the people of the earth, which were made by human hands. So Hezekiah comes with this message of encouragement for the people of Judah. And after he comes with the encouragement, here comes King Sennacherib saying, Don't be deceived by Hezekiah. Don't listen to him. You have no power. You have no hope. Look at the other lands we've conquered. Look at all that we've done so far. We're having our way. We're winning. We're going to destroy you like we destroyed everybody else. All these other people trusted in their gods, and look where it got them. And you're going to listen to Hezekiah, and you're going to trust in your God? Don't trust in your God. He can't deliver you. And that message of discouragement came back. It came back strong people of Judah have a choice. Who are we going to listen to? Are we going to trust in Hezekiah, a man of God who's who's encouraging us and telling us to trust in the Lord? Or are we going to give in to the enemy and the discouragement that the enemy brings? Let's see what happened a few verses down. Verse 20. Verse 20. King Hezekiah and the prophet Isaiah, son of Amoz, prayed about this and cried out to heaven. And the Lord sent an angel who annihilated every brave warrior, leader, and commander in the camp of the king of Assyria. So the king of Assyria returned in disgrace to his land. He went to the temple of his god, and there some of his own children struck him down with the sword. Isn't that something right there? Here King Sennacherib talks to this big, huge, I'm just I'm going to destroy y'all, and there's nothing you can do about it. And Hezekiah and Isaiah prayed to the Lord. There wasn't even a battle. There was not even a battle that took place. God took care of the Assyrians. God destroyed the Assyrians for the Israelites. God fought the battle for them. And that's the same God that we serve today. That's the same God that we're talking about this morning. You see, we try to fight these battles ourselves. We think we have to stand up. We think we have to win the fight. We think it's something we have to do. But all that we have to do is trust in the Lord. That's what we have to do. Let God fight the battle for us. Too many times we try to fight battles that we need to let the Lord fight. Because the Lord can overcome things that you and I can't. But praise the Lord, we trust a God who is over all things, who is in control of all things. We see a similar story in 2 Chronicles 20. In 2 Chronicles 20, we see the story of Jehoshaphat, and he was up against the Moabites and the Ammonites. They were coming against him. Uh, similar to this story we see here. Jehoshaphat was a, was a man of God. He trusted in the Lord. And here's what the Lord said uh, to Jehoshaphat and the people. In Second Chronicles chapter 20, verse 17. He said, You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves, stand still, and see the salvation of the Lord. He is with you, Judah and Jerusalem. Do not be afraid or discouraged. Tomorrow go out to face them, for Yahweh is with you. Now, these are the words that, that God told the Judah to here. He said, You do not have to fight this battle. Position yourselves and stand still. Isn't that interesting instruction? He didn't tell them to get their shields, he didn't tell them to get their swords. He didn't tell them to plan an ambush. He said, your enemy's coming against you, but you stand still and trust in me. He said, tomorrow go out and face your enemy. You know what happened when they went out the next day and faced their enemy? Their enemy wasn't there. Their enemy had already been destroyed. As Christians, we don't have to to fight back against things we see in this world. That's not what Jesus did. That's the example that we follow. I don't believe we have to stand on street corners with signs. I don't believe we have to yell and scream. I don't believe we have to fight physical violence. I don't believe we have to do any of those things. I believe that we follow the example of Jesus. I believe that we follow the words of the Lord's instructions to the people of Judah here. And what do we do? We stand still and we trust in the Lord. No matter what enemies are coming against us, no matter what's going on in our country and in our world, we stand still and we trust in the Lord. And let the Lord fight the battle. Let the Lord take care of things. I I think sometimes we see things going on and we say, well, there's got to be something we can do. Well, I think there is something we can do. We pray to the Lord. We keep trusting in the Lord. We keep loving people. We love God and we love our neighbors. That's what we can do. That's what Jesus did. He never fought back. Jesus wasn't concerned about politics. He wasn't concerned about fighting. He was concerned about loving people. Even when they were there arresting him, he stood still. When they were about to nail him to the cross, he stood still. When he was being whipped and beaten, he stood still and trusted in the Lord. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters in Christ today, I think we just need to be still and trust in the Lord. It does not mean that there won't be hard times coming for us. There may be. Things in this country may get much worse. Things in this country may get horrible. Christians may suffer greatly. But I want to encourage you today, brothers and sisters in Christ, don't abandon the Lord. Continue to trust in the Lord and know that He is greater than your enemy. Whether you are are, uh, comfortable or whether you're in hard times, trust in the Lord. Whether you are happy or whether you are sad, trust in the Lord. Whether things are going good or things are going bad, trust in the Lord. Now, praise God he's blessed us and I believe we're all probably doing pretty good we got food to eat we got homes to live in and God has blessed us for years but that doesn't mean that there are hard times that are going to come and we may be living in some of those hard times right now And even though things are good now, don't be discouraged if it looks like the enemy is going to win. If it looks like the virus is going to win. If it looks like the unrest in our country is going to win. Don't be discouraged by those things. But trust in the Lord and know that he is God and that he is still in control. And let him fight the battles. All we can do is love God and love others. And let God take care of the rest. And he will. In his time, in his way, he will take care of things the way they need to be taken care of. We see another good example in Judges chapter 8, verses 8 and 9. Some of you may remember this. We just studied it Uh, a a few months ago. We were talking about Gideon. Uh, Gideon uh, was to go against the Midianites, and the Midianites had a huge army of 120,000 people. And and, and Gideon and the people of Israel, they had a pretty big army. I think it was like 22,000 of them, if I remember correctly. And God said, You got too many people. Now that's a crazy thing to think. You got 22,000 versus 120,000. You think you got about 100,000 too few. God told Gideon, He said, You got too many people. You've got to get rid of some of those people. So Gideon started dwindling down. You know how many people Gideon ended up with? 300 people. God says, That's the ones you take in the battle. So here's Gideon, 300 people, going up against 120,000 of the Midianites. And guess who won the battle? Gideon and the Israelites. Why? Because they trusted in the Lord. They listened to the Lord, and the Lord delivered them. Brothers and sisters in Christ, these are just a couple of examples. But these are the examples we need to look at and we need to be reminded of because we too face enemies that are far greater than us. But we don't face any enemies that are greater than God because there are none. The greatest enemy that was against God was the devil, and he's already been defeated.
1: He has already
0: lost the battle. He has already lost the war. It is already finished when Jesus Christ gave his life on the cross so that we could be forgiven. The battle has been won, brothers and sisters in Christ. There is no enemy who is going to overtake the Lord. And when we trust in the Lord, there is no enemy who is going to overtake us. Brothers and sisters in Christ, I want to tell you this morning. Our battle is not going to be won at the polls. Our battle is not going to be won in the streets. Our battle is going to be won when we pray to the Lord and we trust in Him. That is how we win our battles. That is how we overcome the things that are coming against us, the things that we are up against. And yes, it may be hard times, but we must be prepared for hard times. I think too many times. I've heard it a lot in the last few weeks. A lot. Of people say, oh, the end is near." end's near, won't be long, the Lord will be coming back soon. Well, he may. I don't know. He may be coming back soon. But I think so many people are so concerned with looking to, is the Lord coming back, is the Lord coming back, that they're not living in the here and now. Yes, Jesus came, and yes, Jesus is coming back, but there's an in-between, and we are living in the in-between. Well, people will get caught up on eschatology, the study of the end times. And they'll focus all their attention to the end times. Well, I want to tell you that that's not what Jesus wants us to focus our attention to. Revelation is only a small part of Scripture. Should we be looking forward to the time that Jesus Christ is going to return? Absolutely. It's going to be a good day. But until then... Jesus calls us to live for him, to love for him, to take care of other people, to be a light to the world, to spread the good news. That's what we need to be focusing on. We don't need to be spending all of our time looking for the signs. We need to be spending our time saying, Lord, how can I serve you in the in-between? Yes, Lord, I know you're coming back. Yes, Lord, I'm looking for the day that you're coming back. But God, how can I live for you and how can I serve you now? Because Jesus might come back next week or he might not come back for a thousand years. And what are you going to do? Are you going to be prepared? Are you going to be encouraged if things in this country go south, if things in this world go south? If we live on hard times, it wouldn't be the first time that God's people had to go through hard times. Even the faithful people of Judah had to go through hard times. They were were held captive for 70 years in Babylon because even though they overcame the Assyrians, their trust in the Lord was not what it should have been and not long after that they were overtaken by the Babylonians. And yes, there were some who were faithful. There were some who trusted the Lord. But they had to suffer. But God was with them and God delivered his people. And God will be with us and God will deliver us. But it does not mean, brothers and sisters in Christ, that things are always going to be easy. And we need to be prepared. We need to be encouraged to stand firm in the Lord, to trust in the Lord with all your heart and do not rely on your own understanding. Whether things are good or whether things are bad, brothers and sisters in Christ, do not get discouraged. Do not be afraid, but trust in God and follow him. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid, but trust in God and follow Him. Do not be discouraged. Do not be afraid, but trust in God and follow Him. So why do you keep saying that? Because we need to remember that. Because when we get home and turn on the news and we see something absurd or something crazy or something heartbreaking, we're going to get discouraged again. In the same way that Sennacherib come against the people of Judah after Hezekiah gave the encouraging word, they said, don't listen to him. Don't listen to him. You're going to be destroyed. You have no hope. But don't forget who was destroyed in this story. Don't forget who was standing tall. It was Hezekiah and the people of Judah, the people of God, because they trusted God. It was not the enemy. It was not the one bringing discouragement. I leave you with these words this morning, Ephesians chapter six, verses ten through thirteen. Ephesians chapter six verses ten through thirteen. It says, Finally, be strengthened by the Lord and by his vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can stand against the tactics of the devil. For our battle is not against flesh and blood, but against the rulers, against the authorities against the world powers of this darkness, against the spiritual forces of evil in the heavens. This is why you must take up the full armor of God, so that you may be able to resist in the evil day, and having prepared everything, to take your stand. Brothers and sisters, we live in an evil day. But this is not the first time in history that Christians have lived in an evil day. My off-quoted passage that I love from Ecclesiastes, there is nothing new under the sun. Brothers and sisters, there are Christians who have had to suffer greatly throughout history. And they kept trusting in the Lord. They stood firm in the Lord. And I want to tell you, brothers and sisters, we need to follow their example. Maybe this is the end, or maybe it's not. I don't know. But regardless of whether it's the end or not, what God calls us to do is to trust in Him and to live for Him. And we do that as long as we're here. We do that whether things are good or whether things are bad. So finally, brothers, be strengthened in the Lord and His vast strength. Put on the full armor of God so that you can resist those who come against you in an evil day. And don't be surprised if God does a miraculous work in the midst of all that's going on. You say, Are you crazy preacher? Have you not watched the news? No, I'm not crazy. But I trust in the Lord. It would not shock me in the least if God turns the situation in our world around for his good. It would not surprise me in the least if God causes a great revival to come in this land. It would not shock me in the least if God takes those in this world who are doing evil and in an instant overcomes them. It would not shock me in the least if God restores this world in an instant. It would not shock me at all. I say that today, I'm completely honest. It would not shock me. I pray that that's what God would do. And maybe he will do that. Or maybe there will be a season of hard times, even for those who are his, that our faith will be tested, that we will face things that we could never have imagined, things that are great, things that we don't even want to think about that may happen to us. And if those times should come, be strong and courageous. Do not be afraid. Trust in the Lord and his vast strength. Let's pray. God we come to you this morning I thank you for being good God I thank you for the encouragement your word Dear Lord I hope everybody here knows today That you're great I hope they know your strength and your power is strong God I hope they know that you are stronger than our enemy Dear Lord I pray for our country We got a lot of bad stuff going on in our world Dear Lord But God I pray that we trust you God there's no political leader That's going to save this country Dear Lord there's there's nothing that we can do other than love you and love others dear lord and i pray that we trust you and not in any human deliverance god there is no human deliverance it's you dear lord you are our deliverance let us not trust in our own abilities and our own uh, strengths god but to lay everything down before you and trust in you with all we do god i pray that you bring deliverance in this country i pray you pour your heart out to uh, Spirit, your spirit out, dear Lord, on the hearts of the people in this country. Help us to stand for you. Help us to love others. Help us not to be confrontational. Help us just to spread the good news. Help us to continue to love people. God, help us not to hate those that we may see that do things that we don't like. Help us just to just to remain patient and to remain kind and to remain gentle and give us the strength to love God even when it's hard to love. Let's be able to follow the example of Jesus Christ. As that's what he did, dear Lord, let us do the same. I pray that you bless these people that are here today, God. I thank you for this cool breeze. I thank you for, for, for letting us come and go. I thank you for the freedom we have in this country, dear Lord. But God, I pray that we don't ever trust in this country. I pray that we don't ever trust in people, but God, I pray that we trust in you. Because, God, we are your children, first and foremost. And God, I pray that you help us not to forget that. God, I pray that maybe there's one here today that's never trusted Jesus Christ. Maybe you've been working on their heart. Maybe you've been convicted them. God, I pray that if you have, that you've convicted them today that right now they pray to you, that they repent, they turn from their sin, that they put their faith in Jesus. And God, if anybody does that today, I pray that they'll pull me to the side a little later and they'll say, Look, I follow Jesus today. So that we can follow through with baptism, dear Lord. That we can baptize them. That they are a part of your kingdom, dear Lord, when they come to Jesus Christ. And we can celebrate that. And God, I pray that you give everybody safe travel as they go on. And God, help us to be encouraged, to be strong, and to be courageous in all that we do, no matter what enemies come against us, and no matter what our enemies say. God, let us not forget you are stronger than our enemies. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Thank you for joining us for today's service. To learn more about Jesus, call or text Pastor Shan at 601-657-0180 or email him at shanvn at me.com. You can also visit us at www.enterprisebaptist.church or follow us on Facebook at facebook.com slash ebcliberty. We hope that you have been blessed by today's service.